Live from the Pathway Studios in Johnston proper, you are Live from the Path. You are listening to Live from the Path. We're coming to you from the uh, Pathway Studios here in Johnston, Brother. Now, this, song, this song makes me want to just Mick Jagger around. I love this song. Nope, you should never do that. I don't care. I I'm want to. I'm it, though, and I like it. I want to. Dan seems to be amenable to some very I mean, weird things tonight. He is, he is in a jovial mood. This is the right... That's a very valid point. Hey, whatever, man. guy. I dig that. After being offered no discount, Dan insisted on paying full price for a mechanical bull. Yep. Uh, all right, you're listening live from the path. Uh, here's what we got going uh, on the show tonight. Um, wow, that was great, Ben. <laughs> Wait, what do we have? <laughs> so, uh, sorry, I was looking at the. I'm Let looking, me read was, real quick. I was looking at the monitor, and like it was seemed to be a half a second behind. And for some reason, my I thought if I talked slower, I would catch up with the video. That's uh, not how life works, Ben. Yeah, yeah, no, that doesn't make any sense. It was it was working in my head. Uh okay so hey there was a there was a story in uh, Christianity Today says he got high and broke into a church months later he was baptized there right on I yeah, buddy that seemed like a sweet story uh so we picked that one up don't you feel like that guy got away with the best of both worlds you know what I'm saying people are always like hey getting he got... high and then getting Jesus yeah you know what I'm saying like he got all tuned up and then he broke into the church just living on the other side of the tracks and then Jesus is like you know what I could use you on this side. Yeah, sounds good. And he walked away, and then that's it. Now he loves Jesus, and everything's great. People usually have to hit rock bottom, not this guy. He gets all tuned up, rolls into a church, that's it. Wham, bam. That's the way to go, huh? Yeah. I mean, getting high and breaking into a church is, is pretty bad. I feel like you've not been doing life right, Booba. When's the last time you tried that? I've never tried that. That's right. You're not Enochin it. <laughs> e- Enochin it, as in walking with the Lord, yeah. is getting high and breaking into yeah, the church? Like, like Marijuana Joe here. <laughs> I, I, th- I think you're missing the morning. That wasn't part of the kinda, headline. Kind of glorifying. That's, like, hey, that's great. I wish I could have done that. That's what the headline basically says. Yeah. 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 Everybody. Yeah, sin is still a bad deal, Mike. Let's see. <laughs> Can we all fully engage in sin and then repent? That's what I'm saying. Let's see if the article is just misleading because the headline oh, makes it sound like he just does whatever he wants. Well, well, Jesus takes sinners, but it doesn't mean you should all go out and do it all first. He didn't right. know that. He Let's had not give him a reason. Paul. He had no idea. <laughs> Hold on. We don't know what he did. Let's check it out. For February 28th, 2019 was one of the worst days of 23-year-old Britain Wynn's life. Wow. <laughs> That's a bad day. The headline was misleading. He's that, but it paved, How did he know? It paved the way for one of the best. Uh, angry at God after he relapsed from an addiction to methamphetamines despite wow. spending time at a faith-based recovery program. Wynn knew nothing about Central Baptist Church of Conway, Arkansas when he broke in that February evening. Why was he angry at the Lord? So he wasn't smoking weed. He was on meth. Okay, that's different. Uh, yeah, high on drugs. I mean, that's a very Christian way of saying this. Yeah, you're on drugs. You say you, t- I mean, you're tweaked on meth. You're not high on meth. That's yeah. how it, I, we, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't know that. Yeah, are I'll, you I'll give him credit. They I'll should give him, they should I'll find the druggie there. and ask him. I would not yeah. judge them. <laughs> you should Google question mark on meth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, high on drugs, Wynn went on a rampage and destroyed $100,000 of church property. Wow! <laughs> Sweet <laughs> Moses. That, that headline was misleading. This story is changing, <laughs> fellas. Uh, let's see. Including laptops, cameras, and other electronics. $100,000? He remembers little of that night except that he felt desperate. For what? 
Carnage? Anger. Yeah, anger. Ang- anger I could get. I'm really desperate. I mean, he was mad at God. Because he relapsed. But he, he just picked a random church. Okay, six months later, Wynn stood in a baptismal pool at Central Baptist as Mike Leffler, the church's associate pastor of ministries, celebrated the young man's decision to follow Christ through baptism. He says, as I'm starting to understand how God works, I realized I didn't pick the church that night. God picked me, Wynn said. If it had been any other church, I think I'd be sitting in prison right now. Wynn grew up in what he calls a God-fearing home, in quotes. His mother and stepfather attended a Church of Christ congregation. At 14, he started experimenting with methamphetamines. By 16, he was taking drugs every day. Before I knew it, I had a full-blown drug addiction, he said. From the time I was 16 until a few months ago, my life was nothing but chaos, suicide attempts, and brokenness. In 2016, Wynn went into a two-week faith-based recovery program. Two two, weeks? Two weeks. Well, that's optimistic. That's hard. You can't really get up and I was going to say, you haven't even broken the... (laughs) I'm still on the tennis. You haven't broken the habit of biting your nails in two weeks. Right? Uh, Let's see. That is boot camp. For a year, he stayed off drugs and got a job at the local Lowe's store. Wow. That's pretty good. But in September of 2017, his cousin committed suicide. Devastated, he fell back into addiction. By last February, when he broke into the church, Wynn was homeless and desperate. Wynn's journey from a jail cell in February to a baptismal pool in September began when Central Baptist senior pastor Don Chandler talked to the prosecutor the following Monday. Chandler knew the godly response to Wynn would be to offer forgiveness rather than judgment. Is that across the board? We feel like not, uh, you don't ever prosecute a man for stealing? No. I don't, I don't feel that way. No. I mean, you like the insurance going to pay? That's true. It's the freest forgiveness available. Right. Covered from the insurance. Yeah, not grace filled insurance. Fitness. <laughs> That's how we run. <laughs> uh, okay, anyway, here's what uh, D. Chandler says You can't preach something for 50 years without practicing it, especially in front of your whole church, Chandler said. Had we not shown some grace to him, everything we've talked about and encouraged would have gone by the wayside. It was simply the right thing to do. This was not a hardened criminal. This was a young man who had made some mistakes. He was on drugs and alcohol when he did what he did, but he was redeemable. I mean, all right. Why does it matter if he was a hard criminal? Like, we're really trying to break this down to be, like, a thing, Danny, like, faith and forgiveness and things like that. Why does it matter if it's hard? I mean, I, well, you might be tweaking too much on his language. You, like, do you, are, are, are we, is the implication that uh, if he also would have killed an usher, then he would have been a hardened criminal? I mean, the, what if he had been a bank robber for the last 25 years and he just happened to get caught at the church? I think that's what he's saying. Is like, if he had committed to a life of crime. Oh, yeah, so the, actually, that's a weird point. Uh, so if, if you turn that into our, the way we uh, look at mercy from, from yeah, God's perspective, that's what I'm asking. Uh, I think Boo was getting at that, like, I mean, wouldn't the bank robber still be a redeemable cat? Correct. Who that's, we should offer forgiveness to. Yes, that is what Boo was getting after. Yeah, yeah okay. But did Mike, Mike agree? Disagree? Uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's actually starting to make me think that I may twist the gospel into however I need it. <laughs> right, because like I've 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 said to people, look, man, uh, look, there's forgiveness in Christ for your sins, but there's also earthly consequences to them that you're probably gonna have to pay. God never promised He was gonna take those away, and there's also folks where I've said, look, man, God's got this thing covered. You don't worry about your comfort, your peace, or anything else. You just follow Him. He will handle all these things. And so I've spun it both ways. Like say, hey, yeah. man, consequences are coming. You, it's not God's fault. <laughs> I mean, for you to personally forgive them is not taking away their consequences. That's a state issue. Correct. You broke a state law. Right. We're going to punish they you. They set a law. You broke it. We can say, hey, man, we love you. Yeah. And we forget. We'll visit you. In- so let me. So but didn't it, that pastor talk to the prosecutor okay, about well, eliminating well, any no. criminal offenses? No, no. So he said, um, 
over the next year, next few weeks. Oh wait, say Chandler mentioned that that day to the prosecutor that the church would like to see Wynn get help. Uh, one of the church's partner ministries had been Renewal Ranch, a faith-based residential recovery ministry just outside of Conway. James Lloyd began the matter. It doesn't matter. Over the next few weeks, Chandler, the prosecutor, and Wynn's lawyer continued to discuss the best way to help Wynn. Case's judge, who at the time had been a board member of Renewal Ranch, gave Wynn the option. He could either go to jail, where he was potentially facing 20 years of incarceration, or he could voluntarily choose to go to Renewal Ranch. He chose the ranch. No, I think that's not the same as no consequence. It's not like, hey, we're not prosecuting. Good luck in the world. Right. Yeah. You go, go with God and our forgiveness. Um, there was, uh, that goes to the conversation we were having just before the show started. I think there, there ha- there's a means of which um, it's not just a, a wide-open forgiveness. Um, it's an investment. It actually says, yeah. look, I'm invested in we this really forgiveness. We really want to help you out. Yeah, we yeah. forgive you. The best option, though, is for you to come to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, yeah. Okay. This says, over the next few weeks, uh, blah, blah, blah. Renewal Ranch is a 12-month program based on biblical principles. Uh, wait, for th- wait a minute. The other place is more than two, two weeks. weeks. That's a yeah. better value. They yeah. Saw, they, yeah, they saw us two weeks. Said, well, I really feel like that two-week thing is just a complete, I mean, those are. The court-issued thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, two weeks is not an addiction-based nothing. Well, wait, the dude what? said he went a year without being I, on I, meth I, after that. That's crazy. Right. Well, it's, it's impressive, I suppose, more so because he probably made it on his own steam. Right. Like, like two weeks is probably enough to get you kind of jazzed up and, like, yeah, but over detox, but your effort will run out in the face of something, and that makes sense. Like that there's a crisis. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, it says it's a 12 month program based on biblical principles. For the first six months, participants are housed on the 102 acre property where they are given their lodging, food, and program materials for free. Every week, local pastors and volunteers led 15 plus hours of Bible study. Participants also have access to trained biblical counselors and are required to do 300 hours community service. In the second six-month phase of the program, participants live in off-campus apartments operated by the program, work at jobs, continue to go through the Renewal Ranch program. Since 2011, 300 men have come to faith in Christ through the ministry. God bless you. That's, a, that's great. Yeah. Cool. Uh, guy says, our goal of this program is to make reproducing disciple-makers for Jesus Christ. All right. Says Loy, who's the ministry's executive director, I tell people my goal is not for them to be abstinent of drugs and alcohol. I want that for their lives. My main goal is for these men to fall in love with Jesus through that personal love relationship. There's freedom from the bounds of addiction. Because Wynn accepted Christ as the Savior after one of the Bible studies at Renewal Ranch. Straight up Bible study. Wynn and other ranch residents attend church at Central Baptist on Wednesday evenings. Wynn chose to be baptized at the church on one of those Wednesday nights. I gave my heart to Christ that night. I used to think it was a coincidence that I chose to break into the church that night, but now I call it confirmation that God is real and he answers prayers. What was weighing on my heart was that I needed a relationship with Jesus Christ. Wynn still must finish the program in order to avoid jail time. Once he completes the program, he will likely still spend a couple years on probation. We're challenging our members to continue praying for this man because the story is not over, Leffler said. And that's true for every one of us. God is still a beautiful story of grace in every one of our lives. That's an awesome story. I was going to say, I totally do dig on the way that church handled that. Yeah. And I suppose uh, one of the questions is, uh, uh, this is not just for us, although it is for us. Um, I guess if we're listening, right, it's like, hey, that sounds great. Does that exist? Does that exist around here? Do we have a way to do that? If you were to run into a similar situation, would you know where to go? So, actually, it was burning through my mind here a couple of weeks back. Um, I was going to ask you fellows about it. But, like, I was about half tempted to start a website, of a, like, like a local website that said, look, if people want to help somebody, where? Where, where do I go? Who what do, do I, I even do talk to? Right. Right? Like, and it's just based on categories, right? Like, like homeless, uh, going to be homeless, like future homeless. Uh, drug addiction, mm-hmm. uh, alcohol addiction, whatever, spousal abuse. Yeah, teen like, pregnancy. Who are we turning to? Can I vouch for any of these people? Do we know other Jesus people in town that are doing this on a scale to the point because I can't handle 
Like there's certain things that you and your three kids at home is not a good idea for you to get involved with, right? But there are other people that are doing this, right? And so like, you know, can we get that all put in one place so people know who to call? Because I mean, how many of these programs are being under underutilized? Right, like I wish someone would have called us. We totally could have taken this person in. Yeah. We have a hundred two acre ranch that mm-hmm. can, you know, that'll put up with them for a year and get them tuned up and on the right way. No, that's a great idea. We, can, I mean, we have a site. We have a website that no one uses. We yeah, could, we could do it there. So people could continue not to use it. They're like, if only I knew life from the path offered me all these resources. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I can buy like iowachristianresources.com. Can't we? Can't we buy like helpaguy, helpaguy.com backslash dm. I need help.com. Because who's going to search? Yeah. We do help. I need somebody. So whenever anyone tries to Google Beatles lyrics, they get it. Yeah. I need help.com backslash Iowa or whatever. Like we just have chapters pop up in states. The problem is, is like I was worried that like, what if we vouched for the wrong place? And then they did something dumb. And then our whole site is ruined. You know, we got got a bad reputation with everybody just because one guy went off the rail. Risk. I feel like it might be worth taking. Yeah. Right. Uh, which actually goes by, and I've done a terrible job of this uh, this year. Um, but if we believe the the the, uh, the gospel is good news, and and that there's everyday uh, impacts to it, uh, we should just start trying a bunch of places out. Come in here, tell us about your ranch. Okay, great, you're on the list. Yeah, I agree. You know what? Great, you're you're not very good. I don't find you encouraging. <laughs> you're not on the list. <laughs> I think I think people would be more apt to get involved in some things if they didn't think that it had to land on their shoulders, right? It's the same reason, like, people say, if, if people were to come up to you and say, look, um, uh, you need to install, you need to put a new electric panel in your house. You're like, man, I don't even know where to begin. Can I just call a guy? I need some help. This is above what I know how to do, right? The same is true when I run into somebody that, has, that is battling a lifelong alcohol addiction, right? Like, Angelus, we need angels list. Very Baptist, Dan. Very Baptist. Oh, uh, yes, <laughs> See, I, I'm trying to support what Dan said without actually agreeing with what Dan said. <laughs> In principle, I like what to what you said, but so, you're marketing on the hey, thing. That's why I said <laughs> very so, Baptist could go either way. You could take, <laughs> go ahead, move on. I'm, I've been like weed my way through a question here after Mike brought this up. So, if we're to understand the church in in the 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 view of the first century, right? Like the way that the church was set up, the way that Acts did church, all that good stuff, right? Um, isn't that Like as a church, not just the organizations, like isn't that just on people who are meeting together that like when somebody walks in their door, they just take care of that person? I heard you say not 40 minutes ago that you don't think you should invite people to your place. No, I'm not talking to your individual <laughs> house. I'm but, talking but like just as a, like just as a group of believers. Says we can't handle find six guys. That's that right. Full of wisdom. Well, that's what I'm asking. Excited. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I'm asking it's about. It's, it's like, and. right? And there's like that's the thing. It's like there's definitely there's not a guy that's a that's that's hand feet, right? He's hands, right? And yeah, no. feet. And there's what like so whatever. So like it's like is it is it safer for let's say that 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 a kid comes up to adoption that's been in the system for the last ten years and has a history of sexual abuse, right? Yeah. Is it a good idea for you to bring a twelve year old boy to live at your house with your three daughters? Who's been in the system and has that proclivity? No, that's just not a good idea. Does that mean the church as a whole says, hey, we can't take care of them? No, it just means that I can't do it, right? And so, so what we're saying is, is like there are resources and there is big capital C church, God's church, 
is set up to do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And there's all kinds of people that love Jesus that are actually really good at dealing with people with, that have an addiction. Where it would, it would derail your entire family where if you were to take them in and let it wreak havoc with your children and your grandma who lives there, maybe the better form is to go to 102 right? help and then come back out of it. I think Dan's right, though. Like, it, we should talk about it in both and. That's what I was going to say. Are we doing that? Like, we're, we're talking about it in the both and. Is the church doing that? Well, well we are, th- but you're talking about... Because there's all kinds of research, all, all kinds of ministries out there, the 102-acre rant, you know, all these different things. You're talking about just communicating, here's how you can find it. Yeah, here's how you know, know it I exists. I didn't know that ranch was there, you know, and, and right? I need help. I mean, here's Angel. the deal. I can tell you right now that every guy in this room... <laughs> Has, has someone that was close to them that is battling addiction. No matter how many times that you talked to them and prayed with them and walked through it with them, they were still addicted, right? They didn't accept what was going on, and, and, and their life continued to be ruled by that addiction. There has to be things where you say, look, I know that God is sovereign. I also know that I'm not him, and I don't have to. It turns out to be, most for most Christians, it turns out to be a pride thing. Were you to say, I will be Jesus in this scenario. I will bring the gospel and the healing to these people. Instead of saying, the gospel and the healing is not, does not only come through me. God works through all of his people, and maybe they're at the 102-acre ranch and not have to be a part of a 3 a.m. sit-down with me. I think that's just humility and using what God has created as the entire body of Christ. doesn't mean that you don't ever take the 3 a.m. talking to, but like, I mean, if you have a track record of, of trying to help somebody and it's not working out, you probably aren't the best resource for whatever's going on. Yeah, so, so I think to Booba's point, um, I, there's, a, there's a risk on either side. I think there's a risk in trying to take it all on yourself where you're simply not capable of doing it. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's the hero means. The second one is, is to say, your job, you are always the facilitator. Your job is just to pass people off right. to other things. And they're like, it doesn't involve you ever having personal interaction or relationship with folks. Um, yeah, that's, what well, I'm that's just about. silly. Who thought that? Who would even think that? Plenty of people. No. You think that there's not plenty of people that know about a resource wouldn't immediately pass that person off? I think plenty of people act like that. I think most people wouldn't think like they wouldn't categorize themselves as doing that. But there is a reality in that says, look, I never get involved with anything because there's too much risk to my life, my time, my treasure, my whatever. Right. And so they, yeah. So I think, so, so again, back to Dan's point, I think it's a both and. It's like if you feel like you have no personal responsibility in otherwise uh, discipling people, which is that's basically what we're talking about here, then you are very gravely mistaken. Um, but if you also believe that you have a personal responsibility to disciple everybody, you are also mistaken. Like neither of those two extremes are true. So that's the thing is like if there if if, if there was uh, I mean, I, I can't t- I, people come all the time. Hey, man, uh, I, I got this gal and she's about to become homeless. Do you have any idea what, what programs we could point them to? I'm like, I don't know. She can come live with me. That's pretty much the only thing I can come up with, right? Now, it doesn't mean that's not the answer, but, like, there are people that love Jesus that are running a program to help facilitate exactly that. And so there'd be no reason not to say, hey, let's look at it together. I'll drive you down there. Well, because, like, there is, a, there is an extent where it's um, – it, that's, that's better for them, right? Like, you may have a place, but that's actually not a way forward. It's not a resource to help them find a job. Uh, you're actually not capable of all those things. Right. Uh, whereas at this, this program, I very well be to do it. Now, here's the thing. The program's run by Jesus people. It's not like you're, you're like, like passing people down the line. You're finding other people who go, hey, we want to help. Yeah, we That's think problems are solved through the gospel. Yeah. That's how yeah. we, they're thinking the same thing. Yeah, because I, I, can't, I can't 
address certain things. Like we were talking about the meth, meth, meth guy. It's like I, I don't know anything. I've never. Even, I wouldn't. It could be in, on the plate in front of me, and I'd be like, "Oh, what's that? Oh, cottage cheese." I mean, <laughs> see, I can't even tell you what it looks like. I mean, seems awful milky. I'm probably. To speak into that guy's life, you know, right. very well. Uh, I just say stop it, and that didn't work. That's right. But there's other stuff I can do. Right. I'm helping a guy with a porn addiction right now that, that uh, is actually going quite well. It's worth. Yeah. Uh, so we all have different gifts in different areas, and you got organizations that they do all day long, every single day. They 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 can. I can be lied to. In a, and I'd never know it, you know, but they can get lied to that. Yeah, that's a load of crap, buddy. Right. You, you know, and yeah. because they know it, they speak the language. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think we should, there's no reason we can't we shouldn't be comfortable with a both and and like that's not a that's not a modern thought. It's not a modern thought to say certain people do certain things. That's uh, a biblical era thought. Uh, and they very quickly Christian communities um, organized for certain purposes, certain groups of people. Um, I think they always, you know, there was always a, an understanding that like um, it's a, that it's a both and, and like I, I think the risks on either side are noted, um, but neither extreme is proper. Yeah, so I mean, here's the thing: is is what I what I'd like to see is, and obviously this has to do with the capital C church, everybody getting along a little bit better than we currently do. But you know what I'm saying? That's like saying, hey man, by the way, there's a killer drug addiction stuff going on at the blah 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 church of Waukee. Right, they're really great at this. They seem to have a lot of people in place. Let's go check it out together. Let's go. Right, any place that has celebrate recovery, I think, does great jobs with stuff like that. Right, like there's all kinds of resources being run by people who love Jesus. That if you just knew where to point them to, I think you'd step in a little bit more, opposed to just being overwhelmed by it and go, I don't know how I can help. Where you at, Booba? What's still what's what's sitting on your mind? Pass. Angry. Not angry. Just thinking, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm super jaded on this. There's really a great Assembly of God anger program. <laughs> Thanks, South man. of town. <laughs> you should go there. I'm going to stay out of it. <laughs> what I'm fearful of is, is people that would use that opportunity as something to say that the institutional fixes these people's problems, like being good at understanding drugs or being good at understanding the resources to get somebody a job or how to get their, their pieces of identification are the more important part of that story than just helping them find Jesus. Yeah, I mean, uh, here's the thing. At its core, you still have to have a heart for God and a love for people. That you don't have that, your excuse is bogus anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, like no, no, no earthly truth, um, like, like this type of situation, no earthly option or earthly resource um, is, is a valid excuse to otherwise not serve well in the kingdom. And so if someone is using that as a justification, there's a, there's a different heart problem. It's not the, the fact that you shouldn't live on either extreme uh, is not acceptable to the Lord. Where it's like, well, you know, you're in a real pickle. Perhaps doing nothing makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a, that's a, that's a Christian heart issue. Um, the uh, voting for either extreme doesn't change the underlying heart problem. I'm mystified on what's causing this trouble. I don't understand. Yeah, I'm working through it too. I'm just I'm asking questions because I'm trying to figure out where like it just I don't know. It's weird. It's just sitting on my heart. Weird. I don't know why. I can't explain. It. I wish I could because it's better radio when I can. But uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know. It's I would just, say so. So I mean, if it helps at all, I would say the the wrong search is one. Line. I don't think there's a line. I don't think there's a place like it's a it's a blend of um, what God has uh, given you the ability to, do, what God has gifted you the ability to do, 
Um, I, I frankly, I, I think there's a, there's a, always a pending thing that you can more. There's like that's what maturity looks like um, in anything, certainly in Christianity. Um, as you continue to mature in your faith, you get bolder in the types of things that you're willing to be part of and do. Um, but that boldness does not always extend to you being skillful <laughs> and being the right person to do one thing or the other. Um, and so, uh, like, uh, yeah, the only thing I would caution is that, like, and I, I, I think we can pretty easily come to the conclusion that it cannot be either extreme. And so where and what individual situation lives within the middle of that, uh, I think, starts to become individual. But either extreme, I think, is not mature or helpful within the Gospel Coalition released a, uh, a list of the top 10 Christian albums in the 2010s. Yeah, I read this article. I recognized one album. So I recognized two and then a few of the artists. <laughs> oh, wait, no, wait. Wait a minute. That's the top 25. Oh, yeah. It's lengthy. Anyway, Bova, did you see this article? No, I did not. Number one, top album of uh, 2010s, Josh Garrels, Love yeah. and War and the Sea in Between. Hey. That's a great album. I'm super excited about that. Congratulations to Josh Garrels. Fantastic album. Uh, here, was, here was their quick review of it. Embracing the neo-folk movement of the early 2010s while injecting his songs with elaborately crafted soundscapes, hypnotic hip-hop beats, and deep theological truths. They're making it sound worse than it is. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Garrels took the Christian music scene by storm with his sixth record. An album made possible by early crowdsourcing, Garrels gave the entire work away for free on noise trade with any tips going to world relief. Oh, gone that guy. I like him. Exposure led to the document. Oh, there's a documentary, The Sea, uh, in between, and interviews with NPR and Huffington Post. Standout tracks, Farther Along, Slip Away, The Resistance, Red and White. All are fantastic. That is a fan. That is a great album. I, I know Barry, like here, that don't. This doesn't make it sound like I listen to this these uh, this music constantly and know all 25 albums. I happen to know this one. Yeah, uh, it's the top one, and it's the top one, I mean. and I think it deserves to be. It really is. It's a. It's a, for for a non-worship Christian artist. Uh, he's great. He just, he really is good. He puts out solid tunes. They're well-written. They're well-crafted. I don't know if, if they're, if they're everybody's cup of tea, but like, they're, they're just, they're really good albums. Well, and we, so it, what's interesting, uh, Mike, I don't think you were here at this show, but we talked about, we were talking about Josh Garrels for a, a pretty lengthy amount of time and the show we recorded like five weeks ago. And it was one where I had neglected to, to record the audio. Yeah. So there was like half an hour of us just kind of moving our mouths around. Um, that's when we sung it, right? That's yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah we, we sung the whole show. Three part harmony. About Josh Garrels. Uh, anyway, we, so we were kind of talking about his uh, his new album as well, and like one of the things that, that I talked about was I just I look I like this guy, and his music's good, and his theology's good, and so um, I w- I'm always afraid of Christian artists disappointing me, like coming out with a new album that like moves farther to the left of uh, in, from from a theological perspective, and starts to become some nebulous like earth worshiping sounding thing, because like I mean eight out of ten have done that to me. And, like, his, his new album came out, I'm like, oh, I was super worried about it. And it's freaking dead on. It's still great. The, uh, theology is great. I don't like the tunes, all of them, as much as I uh, love yeah, the war and the sea. They're kind of spacey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vibey. They got the, the like, uh, people trying to create the Holy Spirit by echoes in their guitar tones. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> freaking hate it. Yeah. Um, so there was some of that going on. But, like, there are some standout tracks. Uh, and, frankly, I, um, uh, they're growing on me. The more I listen to them, the more I like them. But Butterfly, specifically, is the next. So, anyway. Uh, I, I bring that up only to say, if you don't dig on Josh Garrels, uh, uh, please do. He's yeah, a, Love and War, what's it called? Uh, Love and War and the Sea in Between. Yeah, that uh, album's good. Uh, the, the second one was Sandra McCracken's Psalms. I actually, um, I do like that album. The whole, the, it, again, the instrumentation isn't something I love entirely, but like, um, uh, there's a song called Mighty God in there that's very, very good. So that's, a, that's an excellent album. I, Andrew, Pe- Andrew Peterson. 
Uh, hey, Mike, uh, Sandra McCracken opened for, um, uh, who did we help set up at, at that Valley Church? Oh, uh, All Sons and Daughters. All Sons and Daughters. Yeah, Sandra McCracken opened for Sons, All Sons and Daughters. And I don't remember any of it. No. Nope. Nope. Sure don't. Terrible. Okay. Uh, number three was Andrew Peterson's Counting Stars. Um, Andrew Peterson uh, runs a very cool, like, uh, arts collective. And uh, he wrote some books. Uh, I'm going to forget the names of them. Um, Don't worry, Boob and I have read the entire bibliography. Hey, yeah, we know all of it. Anyway, they're excellent. Um, the, <laughs> I would agree entirely. They were excellent. They're phenomenal. Children's books. Um, Solid read. <laughs> they're good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you haven't Nerd. heard, of, if you haven't heard of, <laughs> hey, uh, he runs some kind of arts collective <laughs> that I uh, just so happen to be a part of, being an artsy fella. Okay. <laughs> I've I read all fourteen of his yeah. books. I I read the uh, the unedited versions. Uh, yeah, they had an abridged one, and I I wrote them. And yeah, said, give me an abridged. If you consumed his media on uh, on some kind of electronic device, you just you're really missing out of the feel of the pages in your hand. I bought the book on kaleidoscope. It was spin it around. Yeah, I asked him to send me his writer's notes of his first, second, and third editions, and they're just phenomenal. Hey man, ain't nobody like you in this room, Ben. Ain't nobody like you. All right, every uh, I, I don't by any means know all the people on this list but i do know everything they've ever worked on <laughs> yeah i would have asked andrew to write his entire book again in old english I, so I, I could take it in properly. i actually wrote it I, I read a paper of his from junior high it's great <laughs> it's, just, it's just content that you can trust the oh, fitting man. of a number three it's so accurate i can't oh man it's like my biography <laughs> Anyway, it's called the Wing Feather Saga. Which I edited and, and, <laughs> and decided that my grammar was no good. Full colon. <laughs> go, ahead, go to the rest of this, man. Yeah, let's let's All hear right. number four and six things about him. I don't I don't know number four. Lies or five or Lies. six hey, or I, seven. Maybe Dan knows them. What's the name of the people? Uh, Dan, are you familiar with John Van Dusen? No. How about uh, Liz Vice? No. How about Rivers and Robots? No. Rivers and Robots did a great job one time on a song called Let It Beat Up. <laughs> it started out in the 80s on no dancing on the, no parking on the dance They floor. went for a fusion called Electronic Funk. <laughs> Mike, have you heard of Show Baraka? No. Here, yes, I have. Here, eight, King's Kaleidoscope? Yep. All right, they're in for number eight. Woo! Well, what, was the, what was the standout song from that? Uh, Booba, the album is uh, King's Kaleidoscope, Becoming Who We Are. I couldn't tell you album stuff, but Hold I listened to them a lot. Cause of, Worship uh, album that plays a victorious kingdom-bringing anthem. Standout tracks are I Know, 139, Fix My Eyes, and Defender. I'm not familiar. Yeah. Nope. Craig, Solos, yeah. Beautiful Eulogy, Triple E. Yes, Beautiful Eulogy. Paul. Citizen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who was excited about Beautiful <laughs> Number three, Rhett, 14 right. books. Uh, <laughs> wants to know about number 13. No. Hold on. I brought you in on the last one, and you didn't know anything. I... I know Beautiful Eulogy through Andy Mineo. Okay, that's okay. So, uh, and was, Josh Garrels did some stuff with Beautiful Eulogy. Yes, that's true. So this was the 2017 album, uh, Worthy. Or it, was that Beautiful Eulogy? Or were you talking? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Uh, yeah, so I just I got in on them because of Josh Garrels. Oh, yeah, right who's, on. Uh, who's Citizens? Aren't they from uh, they Seattle? Weren't they Mars Hill? Oh, that, sounds, that sounds right. Or Citizen Saints? I don't know. Yeah, I don't no know. Yeah. Uh, just raise your John John Mark McMillan pulls in number twenty four yeah, with the medicine. Buddy. Okay. Anyway, that was it. I love John Mark. He has a voice like a freight train. Name three songs by John Mark. Uh, he sang um, "A Heart Runs." 
Uh, he sang. Um, Did he spell it like a southerner, like ha- you said it? Heart. <laughs> heart runs. <laughs> heart runs. <laughs> uh, heart won't stop is another one by him. And then him and his wife sang a song that I. Can't... Uh, John Mark McMillan or something. That's the name I said. Yeah. Oh, it's the name Ben yeah. said too. Okay, because I totally heard it differently. <laughs> what did you? I, I, know, I don't what know what did I you heard. Hear, Dan? I just thought I don't recognize that. Nope. No. Uh, number twenty-four is John. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know that one either. Did you say John okay, yeah, yeah. They had yeah. a ton of good ones. It's Dan Hudson with the remake of Days of Elijah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> These are the days of Elijah. These are the days of Elijah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened around here. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you started it, Ben. No, no, you don't. No, 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 no full colon. <laughs> Leave me alone. End quotes. I, I just need You can't just read an article, Ben. And now, I've been this for, for 10 America's years. fastest growing game I show. I wish I could how many times I've heard it. Secular <laughs> or solid? Yeah, semicolon. Like I said. You can't find America's... That's destroying internet game show, Secular versus Solomon. If you're not familiar, here's the premise of the game. I'm going to give you a, uh, a proverb, a bit of wisdom, and uh, you need to tell me whether it is a secular bit of wisdom or what is it from scriptures. Basically, uh, you know, do we know where our wisdom is coming from? That's the big question. Not from any of the books been read. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go, collector. go over there. What do you mean? You're not allowed to look at stuff. I can't. That's why I moved. Okay. I can't see what you're All right, doing. here we go. So I'm going to give you, uh, I'll give it to you. And if it's secular, we need to know where this nefariousness is coming yeah, from. So I want, a, I want a country of origin. Okay. All right, here we go. Uh, secular versus Solomon, uh, starting off with Buva. Okay. Uh, if you are wise, you are wise for yourself. You scoff, you alone will bear it. Secular or Solomon? Solomon. You going to take a shot at the chapter? Oh, I always do. Sorry. Uh, Proverbs 12. Proverbs 12. Dan. Yeah, that was that was. Semicolon. Uh, it has verbs perbisque, but uh, why is it right? I feel like it's a. It's gonna be gotta be Ukraine. Stands in with secular Ukraine. <laughs> Mike, if I'm you are wise, you are wise for yourself. If you scoff, you alone will bear it. Ah, right. It does. I'm going to call it Solomon. Mike's in for Solomon. All right. If you are wise, you are wise for yourself. If you scoff, you alone will bear it. That is indeed Solomon, Proverbs 9.12. Yeah. The Ukraines did not offer any wisdom. Uh, here we go. Secular or Solomon, uh, Dan, anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. Ooh. Gladness, Dan's in with Solomon, I Mike. Like, I like it. Yeah. Really seen Proverbs, on the stage. I mean. He's usually <laughs> the sad man. I'm going Solomon. Mike's in for Solomon, Booba. Solomon, Proverbs 6. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. It is indeed Solomon, Proverbs 12, 25. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Booba, you were wrong on both accounts, by the way. That first Proverbs was Proverbs 9. That was also not 12. Uh, uh, hey man, hey, can we be part of that? Daddy's a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. When was the last time you were guilty of spreading a good word intentionally? Oh, I don't really do that. That's a gift. <laughs> Here's the deal. <laughs> I find it's gonna sound terrible. 
But I find great. that because I am fairly honest, then my compliments go farther. I agree with that statement. <laughs> yeah. Because I weigh on Mike's compliments way too much because over the last 15 years of knowing him, most of it's been man. Hey, man, you need to straighten this up. I, I right. figure any compliment has a hidden insult in it. Ah, Dan's I'm always looking how to give a like, compliment, I don't think you Dan. meant that. No. Dan's waiting for door number two. You can two. just walk in and be like, hey, man, you seem like you're having a sweet day. What's going on? And then give a man a compliment about something. Dan, <laughs> I've had this happen both with my kids and people at work. When I pull somebody aside and go, hey, man, I got to tell you, that thing you did, it was awesome. It was right on. I can't tell. I mean, it was just it was perfect. So thank you. And then I'll walk away, and people are mystified. They don't even know how to deal with me. Because they're usually, I come up and say, look, man, that thing that you did, we've got to talk about that. Yeah, it was exactly. a disaster. It was an absolute dumbest thing I've seen. And so the more honest you are, uh, the farther you're coming. No, I think that's true. I mean, I suppose you try to keep compliments in the right balance of criticisms. No, I like to weigh them. They have very big weight to me because I use most of <laughs> the criticisms. Mike goes with the big stick approach. Yeah. All right. All right. So, uh, you know, let's bring a glad word, fellas. Put that on the docket of things. How can I bring a glad word to my situation? Do it rarely, though. Uh, yeah. Don't overuse <laughs> That's it. That's totally the other part of that proverb. <laughs> uh, here we go. Secular or Solomon. Uh, a tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. Wow. A tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. Mike, secular or Solomon? Solomon. Mike's in for Solomon. Bova. Secular. Egypt. There's some calcium problems in Egypt. <laughs> I mean, doesn't that mean the bones don't rot? No. You don't understand mummification. <laughs> <laughs> Do the bones rot in mummification? Oh, colon. <laughs> hey, man, they find skeletons all the time. The bones don't rot. What? No, it isn't. No, There's no there. solid rot. <laughs> None of no you one look. goes. Says hey, the man who said gravasa a month ago. I don't want to hear anything <laughs> about what you say. No one looks at a banana and goes, that banana's rotten because it's petrified. Yeah. It's obviously soft and not petrified. Petrifies after it. Wow. Learn your mumbo. <laughs> Maybe you need to recognize a hole and how to stop digging. Maybe Dan could go. <laughs> hey, boys, give me a shovel. <laughs> I'm almost out of this hole. <laughs> All right, Dan. <laughs> Uh, I'm going Solomon. That's one for Solomon. There's a tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. Is indeed Solomon. Proverbs 14. Yeah. Also known as the Egyptian chap. <laughs> when he, he spent was, some time. He with was the backpacking the, through he, Egypt. He spent, <laughs> he spent time with the Queen of the South <laughs> and uh, learned a lot about Mama. Uh, like you fellas. All Maybe right. You should pray for wisdom. Appropriate to the uh, recent conversation, uh, Secular Solomon Buva, the pencil of God has no eraser. The pencil of God has no eraser. Secular or secular Solomon? Hollywood. Uh, secular Hollywood. Uh... Secular. Tell me this doesn't sound like something you'd find on a Christian calendar. You Absolutely. All right, secular Dan. Christian bookstore. <laughs> Lifeway, bankrupt for a reason. Dan. <laughs> oh, that's something crazy to say. Secular Lifeway. Has <laughs> no eraser. Don't even make any sense. What about my past seasons? <laughs> right? He remembers them always. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't write your sins. No. No, that's you true. He, can't, he erases other people's writing. Maybe you should give glad words more <laughs> He's often. He's a terrible ghostwriter. Like, he takes <laughs> stuff everyone else has written. He goes, this needs to go. <laughs> Full cold. Full cold. <laughs> Crap. Semicolon. Ah, yes. <laughs> I only needed a comma. Satan created the English language, not I. <laughs> <laughs> I speak Hebrew. <laughs> All right. Pencil of God has no eraser. Dan. 
it, it, it is secular, but I'm sure. That, that sounds Egyptian. Don't they have a lot? Racers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. When they wrote on papyrus, they what, what used the their rubber erasers. They're no the hieroglyphs. Yeah, yes. that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Cave yeah. drawings were constantly redrawn. Boy, I'd be interested in seeing a hieroglyph trying to depict the pencil of God with no eraser. <laughs> like a pencil down there and a guy going, uh. <laughs> It's not going away. And a, a cloud in a, in a bush that's on fire going, all right, uh, sorry, Booba, what, uh, what country did you say? India. Mike? Uh, I'm going to go with secular and uh, Russia. The pencil of God has no eraser. Uh, outside of being flatly untrue, uh, that is secular Haiti. Oh, man. Hey. That oh, explains man. the spiritual warfare in Haiti. Pencil of God has no eraser? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that's already been written. It doesn't seem very helpful to me. Book of Life. Yeah, uh, secular Solomon, a man of violence, entices his neighbor and leads him in a way that is not good. A man of violence entices his neighbor and leads him in a way that is not good. Secular or Solomon? Dan. Solomon. Dan's in with Solomon. Mike. I feel like Solomon got halfway through that one, and then one of his wives interrupted him. <laughs> and then he's like, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get to the garbage or whatever. Woman, go away. And then he goes, leads to... Not good. It's not good. <laughs> it's not Things good. that aren't good. Crap, I had a thought process going here. <laughs> that was a good one. I'll say that's Solomon. <laughs> okay, move it. Uh, Solomon, proverb. A man of violence entices his neighbor and leads him in a way that is not good. That is indeed Solomon, Proverbs 16. Yeah. Nine. Uh, here we go. Secular or Solomon, Mike. Uh, coffee and love taste best when hot. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's Spanish. <laughs> Talk to me. Thank Talk. you. Yes. That is secular Spaniard. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Caliente. <laughs> El favor. I'm going to go secular Italy. They do coffee and... <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> what is can you, can you do the? Can you roll your R's? Oh, I can't. <laughs> what are you trying to do? That's not rolling your R's. I can't do it. Rolling your R's is Enrique. Yeah, see, I That's can't do that. Your not Wait, I sound like an Afghani calling in the goats. I can't do it right. I go, I would not have ever guessed you were trying to roll your R's when you went, That's an L, Mike, not an R. All right, I'm changing Mike's answer to yodeling chihuahua. Dan, coffee and love taste best when hot. That is a secular and Salvador. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a South American continent. I think. <laughs> or the continent one of the countries. I mean there's some big ones like <laughs> Brazil. Colum- Brazil, <laughs> Colombia, Col- Chile. Colombia. Patagonia. Oh Chile. Uruguay. We'll go Chile. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Patagonia's a country? Uh I think so, yeah. The region. Uh, I suppose that is just the mountainous region. Uh that would explain all the all the hiking gear. Patagonia. Patago- it is. It is a hiking region, and it is indeed a uh, fashion. Uh, oh man! So your guess is really, country. really don't say anything positive about the uh, high-waisted, suspended folk from Denmark. Yeah. No way. That is a Denmark quote. Who don't love coffee and have love when it's hot? hot. No. Coffee and love taste best when it's hot. Uh, it is Solomon's Song of Songs. <laughs> you are lying. Everybody gives up on Song of Songs. <laughs> You're like, I shouldn't read this in the daylight, and this is what's in it. Uh, no, that is secular, uh, secular Ethiopia. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, you need to stop doing that. 
That sounded like a terrible Chewbacca that's, impression. That's culturally offensive. Enrique. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't, why can't I roll my R's? What do you have to do? do I roll your R's. Tell me how it's done. I, I don't know how to explain it. Give me a week. I'll figure it out by next week. The voice no, you're, you're not doing me la, 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 la. Couldn't do it. Wait a minute. You went to a voice teacher to learn how to... Oh, like you were singing. A voice, voice lessons, oh, okay. yeah. I also yeah. thought you were saying you went to a voice teacher. Teach me Could how to roll my R's. I would like to be Latin. I to be more sexy. Yep. I sound like a pirate. And they bring the most stereotypical Spaniard out of the closet. Yes, Senor Dan. Would you like a burrito? All right. Uh... Thank you, little or What's Solomon. Happened? We've all turned into Dan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we really have. Finally! Uh, that goes on the resource we call list. call that discipleship. Let's, let's, no, bring, Dan. let's bring somebody in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Somebody who can help us roll our R's so that we're not culturally offensive. Okay. Got it. we got to reach the nations. <laughs> this is not working. Secular Solomon. Uh, poor men seek meat for their stomach. Rich men's a stomach for their meat. Poor men seek meat for their stomach. Rich men a stomach for their meat. Secular or Solomon? Uva, Uva. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go secular, uh, and I'm gonna go Democratic uh, Republic. Makes a lot of sense. They're capitalists. Oh, listen to the point of the proverb: Poor men are looking for meat for their stomach. They want to feed themselves. Rich, rich men are looking for a stomach for their meat. They're trying to sell their meat. Yeah. He's looking for a stomach to buy there's, it. There's a lot of side of the road. Yeah, you're right. Move, Mexico. On. Move on. Your logic is uh, <laughs> we we can Ben. You have the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> My logic Maybe is undeniable. <laughs> uh, it doesn't violate any of the three laws. Dan, poor men seek meat for their stomach. Rich men stomach for their meat. Did you just say the three laws? Yeah. Like the three laws of robotics, you nerd. Yeah. Okay, just checking. It was in the Will Smith movie. Uh, <laughs> I'm going secular, and uh, I have I have been in a market in where there was lots of meat in there, and looking stomachs buy it. And Dan sees a Dan. That story could have been edited with mostly any country, <laughs> right? I know. <laughs> I've experienced. You could ad lib that with I was walking the streets in blank. <laughs> and there were plenty of. I was in Ankeny the other day. <laughs> a cat carcass just sticks with the man. <laughs> All right, Mike. Poor yeah. men seek meat for their stomach. Rich men stomach for their meat. Secular. Uh, Ireland. Ooh, getting closer. Yeah, getting closer. If you can't find a stomach, then you can't sell your meat. How can you find to sell your meat if you don't Not find a stomach? Floyd? Poor men seek meat for their stomach, rich men's stomach for their meat. That is secular England. Yeah. Thus the pink flag. What? Secular England. It's best to pair Earl Grey tea with lemon. Secular Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that from... I've been pairing it with sugar. That's not a Tom t- Hanks movie. Yeah, yeah. What's the movie with the with the Da Vinci Code? Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be Da Vinci Code. It's probably it. different. Title. Oh yeah, when he's with uh, uh, Sir Ian McKellen. Yes. Put the Sir in there all the time. Well, I say that old man from the Marvel. Hey, movie. his name is. He's been knighted. He's Sir Ian. I just care. like that kid that was a Sir. Remember when he was in the grade school? Yeah. Yes, and yeah. I totally told you to yeah. not call him that. And yeah. you must respect it. When it's a Sir, it's a Sir. 
Agreed, well, Booba. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. That First night, off, I have a lot of respect for that dude because I love his acting, and his name is Sir Ian McKellen. I mean, he spends his whole life pretending to be somebody else. Why is that applauded? I don't understand. We all you just said you watched the movie. You're you're giving it. Yeah, that. but I didn't sit back and go, yes. Yes. <laughs> Very convincing. I just said I like the guy's work, and you think I'm sitting in the theater going, ha-ha. Yes. Wow, I would Sir never, Ian McKellen. You I did a great job there as both Magneto and Gandalf. All right. Yeah. Listen here. We all agree with Booba that you should call that little kid sir. Now, yeah. move on. Oh, no. You Secular or Solomon. Booba, don't, no need to argue. We've all come to your way of thinking. Secular or Solomon. Give a man a fish, and you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish, and you feed him for a lifetime. Secular or Solomon Dan. It is uh, secular. world. Oh, well, I was once going. I'm going to go to the United States. Uh, Dan said it's uh, U.S. Mike. Secular Greece. Secular Greece. Booba. Secular Turkey. That related to the Greece guess? Yep. Like greasy Turkey? Yep. Okay. Uh, Mediterranean as long as Mike, and I don't want to guess the same. Okay. Secular Solomon, give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Reach him, uh, teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. Also, very likely to show up on a Christian desk calendar. Right. But just uh, from the old yeah, Republic the, of China. Just put the Jesus fish on it. That's how they do it. Those are China. You're in Europe, I'm in Asia. Uh, here we go. Final. Secular or Solomon. Call on God, but row away from the rocks. Call on God, but row away from the rocks. Secular or Solomon. Mike. Secular. And uh, Switzerland. Mike says of the Swiss, running into a lot of rocks in the John boat. Booba. Secular Libya. Definitely. The left field guess. <laughs> Dangerous. <Dan Hudson. laughs> uh, secular and uh, from Taiwan. Right. Yeah. Very specific there, Dan. The one. Secular Epcot From Center. the Gorge people. <laughs> Gorgians? <laughs> that rocks. The call, <laughs> call on God, but row away from the rocks. It is indeed secular India. Yeah. Nailed Man. it. India. Mike, how do we, uh, how do, we do? Final tally. Booba came in dead last at negative four. Whatever. Oh, Booba, that's awful. rocked this round, came in at positive 55. Mike barely inched the win for 56. I'm pretty oh, excited man. about the fact that I was that close to zero. That was pretty tight. Yeah. <laughs> Almost out of the hole, boo. Right? That's the first time I've gotten that close to zero in a long time. <laughs> hey, man, uh, let's see you really dug on that game. That's, uh, you can check out more iterations of Secular vs. Solomon on the website, livefromthepath.org, uh, uh, with a yet-to-be-created uh, list of helpful resources. Yeah. <laughs> so just Angels go, list. Just go. <laughs> it has to <laughs> exist. Hey. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> there is an 83-year-old Baptist woman from Chattanooga, Tennessee, running a website that looks as up-to-date as the Drudge Report that's called Angel's List, of which she posts things. But it's on Whoa. the intranet from a couple servers Guaranteed in Chattanooga. Guaranteed Alta Vista. Got to do it. Yes. Fablefish. All right. Um, okay, there we go. Hey, hey, real quick, uh, on some advice on Dear Life in the Path. So um, I, I had one that, is, that was a carryover from... Uh, from a few weeks ago that we never got to, so I wanted to handle it this week. It says, Dear, live from the, live from the path, do you have any advice on feeling lonely? I'm 22 and feel out of place at my church because everyone my age is either engaged or dating. I feel very distant and isolated. I'm tired of looking at this emotionally. Please give me some insight on the spiritual angle. Hold on, Booba, going to suck all the air out of the room. 
<laughs> I would do more I wanna, if I had a throne. I want to hear. I want to hear more from. I sound feeling lonely. Everyone's getting engaged or dating. Feels distant and isolated. Well, first of all, that's just the stage of life he's in. So whether he's at the church or at work or whatever, that's the stage of life he's on. He's twenty-two. Could be some getting married, some who aren't. I mean, it's that. So it calls for patience. It calls disciplined exercising of your being engaged. You might have to try a little harder. Seem like forever, but before you know it, that time will end. Someone literally ever when. So yeah, keep find your identity in Christ and called you to engage in the community of the church as much as possible. That that is a strong thing. Yeah, that's thoughts. Yeah, I think um like loneliness stinks, man. Yeah. yeah. There's no one there's no denying that that is uh, it's a it's a motivator. Right, like it, it motivates you to to maybe color some things in a different light um, that not it, that might not be a hundred percent true. Right, like from a, from the standpoint of loneliness, you just I don't know if that, because what you're not saying is, is that you're not surrounded by people. Right, you're not actually lonely in the in the way that like you're isolated or by yourself. Um, you don't have say this one person that you can share majority of your life with. Right, things that you don't share with everybody right like um when people get married or people start dating or whatever they start to take on this relationship where it says look most of the world gets to 30 percent of me you get the 100 percent stuff stuff that i was thinking in the background and didn't say and you know i can talk about my problems with you and we can work this out on since you know me well what is where my base character is and where i'm getting confused and where I'm not and like all these things that are really integral parts of how a marriage would work or a, a very a, to become one type operation which is what you know obviously god does you don't have that. Um, it doesn't matter if you're standing in a room of a hundred; it still feel lonely because it's a hundred people that know you like fifteen. So there's no doubt that that is a palpable, true feeling, and it's, it, it it totally exists, right? It totally exists. So I I think if if we're giving advice, and this is obviously coming from a guy that's been married for quite a while now, is I can look back on that time when I was single. And I thought, there's a lot of things, especially in the Christian world, that I cannot do as a married man. I can't move very fast. I'm not near as flexible as, as, a, married, as a single guy could be. Like with your time. With stuff. my time, with, you know, with my finances. I can remember, I mean, even when I was younger, before I was married, I, went, I was rich and broke within days, right? I, you'd get a paycheck, and then it's all gone. And then you'd survived on $20, for like four days, and you're like, no problem. You didn't even sweat it. You're like, down to 20. Okay. <laughs> we Stop have, eating. We yeah. have to make some adjustments. Right. Rounds and ice cubes. Mac for... and cheese for the win. <laughs> That's right. Pretty sure I can swing by mom's at least once. I think I can stop by Aunt Rosie's twice. And That's the truth. Hopefully the cafeteria's got right. It's pizza day Friday. We're, you, I got this covered. We're you know good. you're single and broke when you start tallying up all the free. Exactly. <laughs> right? Like, now as a... As a uh, as a almost forty year old man with like two kids and dogs and wives and whatever you're like twenty bucks oh man we in the streets <laughs> right definite definite problem time right so like what I'm saying is is like when you have 
the loneliness is true and you're not going to solve it with these things right but the thing is is dan's right this loneliness will go away right like you will meet this person and you will have people to share this with but in the meantime don't waste the meantime that's the advice right don't Mm, waste the time that you have now sitting in a church full of 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 other people who are couples right if there's a time for you to go hang out in a orphanage in africa now is the time or an orphanage in your own city or an orphanage in your own city or heck go be homeless for two months hang out with the homeless people if you want to try to understand them better right like you can do a million things right now that you will not be able to do once you carry the responsibility of two becoming one right like when it's just one becoming one it's you and jesus and then everybody else and you go what do you want me to do i am completely open so whatever what needs to happen i had i had a thought thought uh adopt a senior citizen perfect i mean because these are people on the other end of the spectrum yeah they've been married maybe they've been married 50 years and now they're and you want to talk about lonely right be married to someone for 50 years and have that spouse die and they're sitting there and no one talks to them they're they're they've lost their couple friends they've lost just the things they did as couples now now it's a, a, just some little old lady sitting in the back of the church uh quilting or something and, and it's the people you ignore it's the people you walk by and they go oh, man crabby old people maybe it's because they're really super lonely yeah this fulfills both of your needs. You don't have to get weird. Just, just I mean, I'm really just, just adopt them and say, hey, we're going to take you out to eat once a week. Right. And, and they will have wisdom that you will. It, it would be insane. Correct. We started doing uh, monthly meals for some seniors in the area. And, and I had people saying, like, outside of Pathway, saying, I'm not really target. I was like, no, none of them will come to this church. That's not the goal. We're not trying to get them to come to the church. They're right. lonely people, alone in apartments, nobody give them conversation meal and they man they look right why because we can just because we can yeah (laughs) exactly adopt a senior yeah yeah so i mean overall i I think what we're getting at and dan kind of nailed it right like um it's true of all life events that there's not everything's gonna be firing on all cylinders all the time right there's things that are gonna be disappointing things that aren't working out for you frankly this is even true um with a persistent sin in your life that's been beating you up right like that you're losing to and as soon as you let it wear the captain's hat and drive the boat then you you're you're donating everything to it right so the thing that is true is that you are lonely that is true and no one no one can say that that's not true and there's no reason to minimize it act like it's not there or act like it doesn't hurt and it doesn't hurt your heart because it does right those are all true but loneliness doesn't get to drive the boat of 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 sean today Right, like Sean's got a whole other boat of stuff going on, and Sean can go hang out with some senior citizens. Sean can go hang out with some at-risk youth. Sean can become homeless if he wants to. Sean can go to Africa. Sean can get three jobs if he needs to to help support whatever he wants to support. There's all kinds of things you can do, and the more you spend time with Captain Lonely, the more that nothing else is going to go on in your life, and it will consume everything that you're doing. And so without minimizing it, don't let it drive. I, I mean, that's the advice. Just don't let it drive. So I've been in a place... I've, I've, I've been in two places before. One is loneliness without following Jesus. King. It sucks. It sucks pretty bad. And ultimately what you try and do, at least what I did, was I tried to fill that loneliness with whatever I could. Uh, it presented itself as a whole, right? And, and a thing in my heart and in my personality and my brain that I had to fill. And I decided to fill it with everything I could that wasn't Jesus. Uh, I, I filled it with, I mean, it's just plenty of stuff. Crappy vices, uh, crappy people, 
um, crappy experiences, just stuff that just doesn't need to be. And it never really filled it. It, it took up the hole for a second, and then it disintegrated. And then I've been in a place where I've been lonely with Jesus. And my, I, I never fully did it and still haven't, but my, my attempt and my goal and my drive was to fill that hole uh, and a relationship with him. And, and actually doing that right, standing who he is, loving him. It works better. Like, it just flat out works better. And, and so I, I, I'm weary of, of the statement of, you know, I'm 22 and in this church for a long time. If you are in a place where you're loving Jesus and you truthfully call him by name and truthfully understand that and are towards that as best you can, good for you, man. It's awesome. I, I, can, I urge you to continue that way and make sure in your loneliness you don't fill that hole with things that are, are, are different than him. But if you're in a place where you're just saying that I'm 22 and in the church and I don't feel that way and you really don't know who Jesus is, your Lord, and you don't call it right, uh, find him. And I know that seems like very simple and and cliche advice. That's that's me taking a hands off approach. I'm not trying to, but seriously, loneliness without Jesus, is incredibly difficult. It really is. It sucks, and it's it's hard to fill in. And you find yourself in a spot, and no amount of of actions or relationships are going to fill it right. That's just the nature of Jesus. He fills our hearts best, and he stays. And it's not something that is that is contingent on anything. It's just him. Yeah, I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of good practical advice there. I, like uh, overall, um, it, it it is something that is uh, maybe true in your life, but it doesn't define you. It doesn't define your relationship with God. It doesn't define your. It doesn't even define your relationship with other people. Um, the truth is, the more that you are, that you can find, use the time. Here's, here's nobody does this. Everyone gets, everyone gets older and looks. Man, I really wish I used time better when I was younger. <laughs> I could have, I could have done much better with it. Wasted so much of it. Um, there's not a miracle that because of your singleness that you're not going to walk the same path. But like, it presents itself with a very unique opportunity um, for you to make a difference in a way that like, the Bible very much reveres singleness. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that like necessarily God has called you that forever. I suppose it's possible, but like um, because of that very thing, like they're like relationships bring with it complications. And like I love my marriage and my wife, and uh, I'm I'm blessed to be in it. But like um, I wish I, I do wish that prior to that, like I had the opportunity to grow in my faith and my obedience to um, to really deepen relationships. Um, with with different groups of people, young and old, and, and serve and 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 have extra money that I could just give. You could, boy, Mike's right. I had so much money; it's ridiculous. I could have built a well within six months when I was seventeen years old with money that I'd used on stupid, stupid things. And people could be drinking water to this day because I built a well with stupid money that I could have used well that I that I'll never see again. Like I'll never have any chance of making that kind of free cash. It's devoted to Four children and houses and dogs, and so um, this this isn't an attempt to say, "Well, look at the bright side." Uh, it it the, your reality is a bright side, and it's tough to see it in that in that realm. Um, and I would say, like, if you want, um, if there's any, if you need any help, like, hey, what does it look like? Like, I want to pursue Jesus in this thing. I don't want to. I want to. If I'm going to be lonely, I want to be be lonely with Jesus. You need help with that? Hey, Amen. Let us know. Um, Buva's walked that. I, you know, he's walked that recently. And so I feel like that's something that he can be more than glad to help with. And we can, you know, we'll be praying for you. Um, because, like, all these things, uh, you know, this is all right advice. I believe it's all true. It doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't make it 
the way that your life is feel instantly better just because there's opportunity on the other side of the door doesn't necessarily put a smile on your face. But it is a reality. And I do believe, honestly, that as you, as you force yourself to kind of walk in some of those things, um, joy of the kingdom comes with the work of the kingdom. Like, as you start in, I mean, it's going to be different to invite someone to, an old lady to say if you could take her out to lunch. It's going to be different to volunteer at a bunch of different places. But, like, not only get the, like, doing God's worth brings with it God's joy and God's peace. But, like, it'll start to fill things that you otherwise thought only could be filled in one way or another. Um, uh, you could, yeah, it, that, that does that. But then also, like, it just it helps develop you into the person that you want to be you know, or want to be able to offer to someone when you have them to share their life with. And so um, it's, it's not a false bright side. There is, there is a good side here. There's a great opportunity to continue to be kind of the best you that's available in the kingdom. Um, and so um, from, I think from a group of guys who look, who look back and say, boy, we, we, we could have handled that better. Uh, and I kind of wish there was someone going, hey, man, look at this. You could have built a whale. <laughs> and then I would have listened. Um, you know, maybe, maybe that's your opportunity. So I'm excited. I'm excited for what that looks like in your life, and, and we can be praying for that. Yeah, right on. Okay. Hey, thanks for submitting that question, man. Uh, there's no, this wasn't, a, actually, there's no secular advice. So that was, that was for us, and um, we appreciate you asking and trusting us with the, uh, help if we can. All right, Mike, what else we got? Okay. Dear Life from the Path, I am a college freshman. I've decided I want to get a job so I can support myself, pay half the rent in the apartment my mom resides in. I've always been shy because I don't really know how to talk to people. Every interview I go on, I never get a call back. How do I get connected at school and manage a job? How can I have more confidence in myself or job interviews? Boy, that's a tall order, friend. Keep doing them. I mean, that's how you get better. Practice. Just as a whole, like they're afraid to job? No, it just says he's shy. No, they're going to the interviews. They never get a call back. Oh. present themselves very oh. well. Okay. There, okay. How do I get connected at school and manage a job? Self-job interview. I'm not really sure. You're asking a couple questions here. It sounds like they've never had a job. No. So they you should get just, out more. I would, I would start with something that uh, there's very, a very low bar of getting. I was going to say, I would start with fast food. Yeah. 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 I would literally go to every fast food within 10 miles of you, buy for every single one of them. Yeah. Every one of them. Fire up the Chick-fil-A. They hire they hire fifteen year olds and sixteen year olds that, that walk in and make fart jokes. Like yeah. they will hire you. Yes. Yeah. Not everyone. That's why I'm saying go to all of them within a ten mile range. You know they're on every corner. Agreed. You just got to do it. It's yeah. in a college town. I'm yeah. surprised they don't. There's no college jobs. It's usually college. Right. Yeah. They, job in, in a more practical stuff. place, your college probably has a career center yeah. uh, that can actually walk you through some practical stuff. It's going to be super cheesy. You're like going a, to college. Not really. I do. Why? At this point. Yeah, it's a, they're just looking for a job to work during. Yeah, they don't well, need a job in their field. Well, here's what I'm, I'm saying, guess though. accounting. Is if your field is like entertainment lawyer, <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> you might want to skip that right. and, and get, a, get a degree in something that puts That's you in a lab time. by yourself. I'm pretty sure their field is, yeah, numbers. <laughs> Crunching numbers. Correct. At you a know disc. what I'm saying? No, th- this, is, this, is a, this is a person in graphic design. Possible. This is a person that, that is, is really good at drawing Ariel 150 times over and again every day, and so they need to go get a job at Disney and sit in a corner of an illustrator's booth. Those people don't talk to anybody. I, yeah, I don't know what to say besides apply for a bunch of jobs. You're either applying for jobs that you're not qualified for, you know, or you are just extremely terrible, awkward in these interviews. 
people hire you. Right? They can't even hire you at McDonald's to run the cash register when people say, I'll have a number That's five. Say, yeah, just and say, you stare blankly at their chin. Go do the fries. For hours. <laughs> you do not need to talk to do the fries. Go yeah. do the fries. Fries done? <laughs> yeah. Did the beep go off? That's all you need to know. That's you don't right. need to know if you're talking to somebody. When your manager yells at you for doing it wrong, you could put your head down and just flip fries. Okay. Flip, fr- flip the basket of fries. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking flip burgers. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Sorry. Making sure I'm just flip fries, in, in the full fry colon, fry basket. I, I did work three and a half years at the Burger King. <laughs> I know you did. Well, your people skills are strong, Dan. That's right. <laughs> he graduated from fl- Fry Flipper. I worked all the way up to do the cash register. <laughs> they said, we, we need him people. talking to people. So I stopped at a Burger King once on the way to Colorado. They said, that I'll have the Whopper. And they go, hey, there's no burgers. The, the broiler's dead. You want, uh-huh. you want some chicken? I said, your sign nope. says Burger King. <laughs> I think when the By burgers definition. stopped working, I'd just shut the lights off. <laughs> be like, you know what? Just We're done today. <laughs> what are you guys today? King. Yeah. <laughs> I also stopped at a Tucker Fried Chicken at 11.30 in the morning, and they said, we don't open till noon for lunch. Oh, what? Yeah. It's 11.30. It's, it's <laughs> lunch eating hours for everybody. Everyone gets here at 11.30. No, man, we don't open the lobby until noon. I said, oh, I'm sorry. So the drive through's open. No. drive through <laughs> is also not open till noon. I go, wow. I don't know how you're in business. This is the most ridiculous <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken I've ever stopped at. Give me a burger. Holy cow, give me hey. a burger. They're, burger chicken burger? <laughs> They're running a house of ill repute between the hours of 7 a.m. and noon. Boy, and here's the thing. You'd have I to was see what the happens to the chickens. Were, I watched six other people walk up there while I'm talking to the guy that I work with about how the KFC's not open. Here comes another car, pulls in, they start. I'm like, hey, man, they don't open until noon. And he goes, you got to be kidding me. And then he's angry. He kicks a rock and gets back in his car. And an old couple hey. shows up. That was a show. They were there for the brothel. Yeah. He's like, oh, they thought I was here for the chicken. Heck, heck surprised. Oh, oh man, they're not open until oh, ridiculous. Noon. There's okay. no password. Don't worry about it. Here's what Secular gives advice to this young man. People convey confidence by looking others in the eye when they talk to them, being conscious of good posture. Dead lie. People who look me dead in the eye creep out. You better be roaming the, roaming the room while I'm talking. Yeah, weird eye contact as an interviewer is creepy. Yep, no good. When you apply for your next job, one you think you would be suited for, okay, obviously you've made mistakes here already, write down and memorize five reasons why the company would be lucky to have you. <laughs> Recite them for the interviewer, and this too will convey confidence. You pretentious joker. No, yeah. don't do that either. Don't bring a mission <laughs> statement, you creeper. It's weird. Answer their question specifically. Literally give a reason as to why you did something versus your team slash your company. Give a reason as to why you were the one who made it successful. Yeah. You will do Stay. Hey, what what do you think you work here at the Burger King? I breathe. Yeah. <laughs> right, in, exactly. Yeah, don't both in and out. If you walk in and they ask you, "Hey, why do you think you'd be good at Burger King?" You go, well, "I've been the CEO of four companies so far and uh I've made them more profitable than they ever were before by 300." But no, you did not. Stop lying to me. <laughs> Just say, "Hey, I won't stab anyone who works for you and I won't take a dump in the corner. I'll show up on time. Hire me." Done. Hey, actually, if you walk into the Burger King and the guy who runs the place goes, tell me your qualifications for working here. He's pretentious. Right. <laughs> you don't want to work for him. He has an interview guide he shouldn't be reading. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about showing up on time? Good. You're yeah. hired. Yeah. Just say you're reliable and not an idiot. Yeah. Every time? Hold on. <laughs> the advice continues. Okay. Oh, sorry. If you are not hired, rather than blame yourself, accept that there's a lot of competition out there. 
So don't beat yourself up if you don't receive an offer from every company you apply to. Ask interviewers who don't hire you what you can do better. Practice makes perfect. Each interview should get easier. Hold your R's. This is, that's right. <laughs> What's your name? Enrique. Enrique. I'm here for Burger King. <laughs> uh, wow. Hold on. The advice continues. Oh, Sweet man. Moses. As to getting connected at school, join special interest groups that you have time for between your study and work schedule. Chess club. Your time may be limited, but these groups offer an opportunity to meet new people with whom you have a common interest. Who are not going to give you a yeah. job. You know what? Wow. Secular should start a website called outoftouch.com. Right. <laughs> yes, I'm exactly. not listening. This sounds like a career developer from 1985 that's coming in. You got to stare right in the eyes and have great posture the whole time. That's right. You know how I make friends? Moncala. <laughs> I start a... <laughs> I start a Moncada group. Sometimes we pay back a rack. <laughs> and Have you done this sweet videotape dating games. thing? It's awesome. Yeah. I've heard about a game called Pong. Keep you <laughs> occupied for hours. <laughs> Two lines hit a circle. All right. Man, all right. Scary. Maybe you should meet them down at the dance hall. <laughs> and you can all jive together. <laughs> They're having disco there's today. There's plenty of practical <laughs> stuff the you can do. Disco Go to Career Center. Go to your state's workforce development office, and they'll have plenty. Pamphlets that'll say the exact. Ever Secular given? was not listening. Ever no. given? No, not ah. at all. If you get no callbacks, that's not high. You know what? Also, just a You're heads unhirable. up. You're just, acting like an idiot. Just a heads up to this person. I'm proud of you for wanting to get a job during your schooling and to help for half the rent. That's cool. I'm not. I'm, I'm disappointed in you that you don't have one already. I'm. Well, that's fair. But I'm <laughs> astonished at how many people like that does not happen for. Good for you for wanting to be better than, than a college student that's going to go to school full-time and, and yes, not, not the world doesn't center around you. Right. Yeah, right. yeah exactly. Six years late. Sure. Right, yeah. You don't get to live off of everything here. Everyone, be everyone else started working when they were 16. Right. You didn't. Be productive. You sat around doing nothing. Mike, this is one of those points you where you can give a glad word. Groups. You have no friends in school. You have no networking Proverbs, responsibilities. Mike. I don't know what you did in high school for the last five years. Every guy word. I know that is unsociable was working <laughs> because he was unsociable. Didn't invite to no parties. Wasn't on the football <laughs> That's a team. Point. Right. He was doing work. All the unsociable guys I know at one point in time worked in an auto body shop. That's where they go. You know, you know what this man sounds like to me? Pew, 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 pew. Playing online, online Highlander. That's what he's been doing with himself. I'm sorry. Did, did we talk about Out of Touch earlier? Did you say online Highlander? Yeah, that's right. What, like, the, like there can only be one Highlander? Yeah, the video game Highlander. Was you that ever, ever a video game? You don't play online Highlander? No, that doesn't exist. No, it doesn't. There's only it, one left. Do you know why? Highlander, I was working. Hi, Highlander <laughs> stopped. Yeah. Hi, Highlander stopped before the term online became a thing. Here's the deal. <laughs> I'm just saying, you're giving this Duncan man a lot McLeod of Duncan McLeod never and went secular, online. Secular has given him a lot of pause here, and all I can do is see a 19-year-old a kid who's never had a job and has no special interest, which means I don't know what you did the last six years of your life. Well, who cares? They're trying to get better now. Help them. No, he's not. He's trying to blame the eco-socionomic uh, society around him for the fact that he's a bad interviewer. Well, trying to try and probably trying to get a job above them. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that part, but come on, at least help. Don't belittle him like this. Help him. Now he's been he's been fluffed his whole life. I you got to bring him down. How many friends and parents have said, "Hey, man, you're 17. You don't have a job. You don't play football. You don't have a chess club. You don't have a marching band. You don't do do nothing but play online Highlander." And people hug him and tell him he's great. And this is what produces this guy right here. All right, Mike. Ben agrees. All right, online Highlander. Listen to life in the path. You know, oh. you should be working. <laughs> All right. I don't even know why you got time to listen to this show. Oh, sorry. Boov insists that we do a joke oh. from the cre Christian jokes. Get it. Here we go. Category. This is the old Boov favorite. Uh, clean death jokes. Oh, yes. My favorite. <laughs> By the way, uh, the 
ChristiansUnite.com doesn't keep a very close eye on their advertisements on my far-left menu bar. There's an advertisement for 2019 Sexiest Bikinis on the Christian site for the whole family. Good. I was tired of buying the unflattering ones. <laughs> uh, here we go. Booba's favorite joke. An old preacher was dying. He sent a message for his banker and his lawyer, both church members, to come to his home. When they arrived, they were ushered up to his bedroom. They entered the room. The preacher held out his hands and motioned for them to sit on each side of the bed. The preacher grasped her hand, sighed contentedly, smiled, and stared at the ceiling. For a long time, no one said anything. Both the banker and the lawyer were touched and flattered that the preacher would ask them to be with him during his final moments. They were also puzzled. The preacher had never given them any indication that he particularly liked either of them. They both remembered his many long, uncomfortable sermons about greed, covetousness, and avaricious behavior that made him squirm in their Finally, the banker said, Preacher, why did you ask us to come? The old preacher mustered up his strength and then said weakly, Jesus died between two thieves. That's how I want to go. <laughs> Booba loves that one. That was an all right joke. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, nope, nope. That's not going to work. Hold on. Hold on. You what get you got, one ben? more. That's it. Yeah, I want to hear one more. Keep it in the death, though. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh... On opening, on opening his new store, a man received a bouquet of flowers. He became dismayed on reading the enclosed card that had expressed deepest sympathy. While puzzling over the message, his telephone rang. It was the florist, apologizing for having sent the wrong card. Oh, it's all right, said the storekeeper. I'm a businessman, and I understand how these things can happen. But, added the florist, I accidentally sent your card to a funeral party. Well, what did it say, asked the storekeeper. Congratulations on your new location, was the reply. Oh, nice. Move! <laughs> I don't know why you like these jokes. I think they're great. All right. You've been listening to Live from the Path. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we do very much appreciate it. We're glad to be, uh, you know, putting on a show every once in a while. And so, uh, anyway, if you got anything for us, shoot us an email at info at livefromthepath.org or uh, uh, call the complaint line, 515-517-0085. That's 515-517-0085. That's for complaints or, you know, congratulations. On and you can text that too, can't you? Yeah, yeah, you can text that up. Uh, yeah, let us know. Maybe we had such a stellar program that you can't keep it to yourself. Give us a glad word to yeah. warm our hearts. Yeah, that's right. Give us <laughs> no, a don't glad give word. Mike a glad word. Life on our flesh. Yeah. Let him know why that you're mad he doesn't have six jobs. <laughs> I'll get more jobs. You can't, you can't stop me. <laughs> All right. Be faithful to the means. God will handle the ends. You've been listening to Life in the Past. Good job, Ruby. <laughs>